0: On page 469. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him, the Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. While his heart gathers iniquity, when he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say, a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me, my enemy will not shout in triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, amen and amen. That last verse is... Typical refrain that you find in the book of Psalms at the end of each of the books. You'll notice we're at the end of book one and the end of different books. There's a refrain, a short refrain, serving as a conclusion, giving glory to the Lord. And we'll also look at this a little more this afternoon. If you look at Psalm 41, if you have it open before you, you can see that the theme of the psalm is that the, the Lord blesses the righteous, the man, the person of integrity in the time of adversity. You can see that at the end, uh, verse 12. It makes us ask the question, are we people of integrity? Well, who are people of integrity? People of integrity are people who desire to live according to the law of God and they have gained the respect and the trust of others because they live by their principles with honesty and purity. Psalm 41, verse 1, reveals that a pers- person of integrity shows empathy and concern when they consider those who are called poor or weak because they have been brought low by circumstances beyond their control. People of integrity are honest with themselves and humble before God. For they confess their sins, like we see in verse 4. They pray to God to be gracious to them. The Psalm 41 reveals how the Lord delights in people of integrity. That's the gospel I preached to you this, this morning under the theme, the Lord blesses people of integrity with the promise of everlasting life. And you could see that, especially in verse 12. We'll see that He blessed the man of perfect integrity, Jesus Christ, And he blesses Christians who share in Christ's integrity. If you want to know what it looks like to truly consider the poor or the weak, Psalm 41 verse 1, you can find a perfect example of this in Jesus' life described for us in the Gospels. Jesus showed us what the pure and undefiled religion before God the Father that James describes what it looks like. He visited the orphans and widows in their affliction. He kept himself unstained from the world. And as he healed the sick, and as he cast out demons, and as he came beside those who were suffering to comfort them, he revealed himself as the great deacon in whom there was no guile or contempt. Jesus' love and his empathy make it clear that he was a man of integrity. And with Psalm 41 before him, he could live with the promise of God's blessing in his life. However, as Psalm 41 prophesied, even though he was a man of integrity under the blessing of God, Jesus faced adversities in his life. When God punished him for our sins, he used the very suffering described in Psalm 41. Rather than follow him as king, Many people hated him. If you look at Psalm 41, verse 5, and you work through that list to verse 6 and 7, you could see how many people wished him dead. His enemies wished him dead. And even after they had killed him, they tried to ensure that his name was not mentioned again. When will his name perish, they were thinking. They faked friendship. If you look at verse 6... Remember when they came to Him to ask Him him questions, but they only came to test Him so that they could spread lies about Him as false witnesses. They conspired against Him and plotted the worst against Him, declaring that He was was possessed with vile disease. They they called Him demon-possessed and a Samaritan. Even one of His own disciples whom He trusted and ate bread with, Judas Iscariot lifted up his heel against Jesus by betraying him and handing him over to the rulers who wanted to kill him. But Jesus was not turned away by all these adversities from his resolute desire to bear the punishment that we deserved by that desire to glorify God by giving his own life as a sacrifice For our sins. He was a man of integrity. He knew that the Psalm also promised that in spite of the adversities, the Lord would keep him alive. He knew that he would get that daily bread he needed, the basics to worship the Lord no matter what, so that he could overcome the evil one. And he turned to the Lord in prayer and perhaps even using the words of Psalm 41, verse 10. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. Although when the church prayed this, they were asking God to lift them up from a lowly position to a position of influence where they could administer God's justice in repaying the wicked with punishment, the Son of God saying these words who. Who knew that he would die on the cross at the hand of his enemies? The, the Son of God gave new meaning to the prayer that he might be raised up. The gospel message is that God answered Jesus' prayer, and after Jesus died on a cross and was buried, he rose from the dead. The enemy's song of triumph that we read about in verse 11, it, it came to an abrupt halt when our Lord's tomb was empty and the name of Jesus did not perish but was proclaimed by the apostles and and the church for generations after all over the world, God delighted in His Son's integrity and innocence and exalted Him through the grave to His throne in heaven where one day He will administer God's justice. He will pay the enemies. He will judge the living and the dead. Christ fulfilled the prophecy of Psalm 41. And he assured us that we can know that all God spoke in Psalm 41 will surely happen. If you are living as an enemy of Christ or his people, if you are not showing yourself to be a disciple like our Lord Jesus said, loving one another, if you are among those who are gossiping and slandering and wishing that bad things happen to those Christians who are seeking to live with integrity, you can know from this psalm fulfilled in Christ that you will not triumph. In fact, you have already been laid low and your punishment before the great judge, Jesus Christ, is certain. However, it is also true and certain that if you rest in the Lord, who upholds your soul and believe that Jesus Christ, the man of perfect integrity, has obeyed God for you and and in your place, you will share in all the benefits of His integrity. He blesses Christians who share in Christ's integrity. When we commit our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Scriptures tell us that we may share in His integrity. That means that although we have not managed to always live with integrity, we even confessed that together when we heard the Ten Commandments again this morning. Even though we are continually relying on that forgiveness of our sins when we confess them before the Lord, God in His grace promises to treat everyone who believes in Christ like He treats His own Son Jesus Christ, the work of God who allows us to share in the benefits of all Christ's integrity, also makes us to desire the same things as He did. You can see that desire in your own lives and your own hearts as you seek to be Christ like in your relationship to those around you. God graciously unites us to Christ by faith, symbolized here in the, in the sacrament of Lord's Supper. So that now we are the ones who are considering the poor with empathy and concern. We could see the importance of the work of deacons in displaying our integrity. We are seeking forgiveness like we see in verse 4. That psalm is on our lips. We are also upheld by God because of our integrity in Christ. Christians are called blessed. We can know that God delights in us. And so we can also be sure that we too will face some of the troubles described in Psalm 41. We can identify with many things in Psalm 41. We've experienced much of the same adversity. And you'll notice in this adversity that the character of the Lord's promise. He doesn't, preserve, he doesn't promise to, to set you free from all harm, but he, he promises to keep you alive so that you can continue to serve Him in your integrity. He doesn't promise anywhere that we will be free from suffering. Deliverance from trouble doesn't mean being comfortable all the time. It means being kept alive It doesn't mean having no enemies but not being given up to the will of our enemies. You can see this in the first three verses of Psalm 41. It doesn't mean we will always be healthy but that God will be with us in illness. We may know some enemies of Christ and His church. We may know and even have suffered because of these enemies. Some who may have even pretended to be friends or a part of the family of God who don't like us because of our love for Christ, or who hate us because of our integrity. Weakness, and vulnerability, illness, hatred, and exclusion are hard to bear. And that's why this psalm becomes so important for us. The guarantee of the blessing of this psalm is a guarantee for our lives. We may rejoice in the promise of Psalm 41 that the Lord will uphold us in this life. In our unity with Christ. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ destroyed death and sin, the devil, when he rose from the dead, and he will vindicate the righteous when he takes us to himself in heavenly joy and glory. This is the comfort we may live with every day of our lives and in the midst of the most hard adversity. Though we suffer and though we die, we can still conclude. The Lord delights in me, and his enemies will never have the last word shouting in triumph over me. For the Lord, we see in verse 12, promises to set us in his presence forever. We'll sing about that in Psalm 23 as well. May the Lord then comfort us as he reminds us of our union union with Christ through the sacrament of Lord's Supper. Amen. And we'll sing together that final stanza, Psalm 41, where the conclusion, it also served as the theme for the message this morning, is is repeated. Psalm 41, we'll sing stanza four, standing if you're able to stand.